think the first thing that I want to say before I go any further here tonight is that, because this is just what I sense the Spirit of God impressing upon me. We have come somewhat to a place, or it's, it's easy to come to a place. In our Christian faith, in our Christian walk, when kind of we can kind of step aside from the supernatural. The supernatural part of who we are. <clears throat> this is still a walk by faith. The just shall live by their faith. The Bible teaches us that. Peter says one day, though, our faith will end in sight. But we ain't got there yet, have we? And I want to impress upon you tonight that you can't just continue to walk this out in the natural. And if we're not careful, we can get comfortable in doing so. But there is a spiritual aspect to this thing. It starts there. Even Paul said in Galatians, he said to the, to the church at Galatia, having, and I could just tell you what he said, oh foolish Galatians. And it's foolish, for, it's really foolish, isn't it, to think that what we started out with by the Spirit of God, that somehow or another we can somehow work it out and work it out in the natural. Well, you can't. And there's a problem within that. And I, I want to tell you, there is a reservoir within you. I, I want to say that that reservoir is for the spiritual things. That's why God teaches us the Word of God. And you know, you know whether Paul wrote it or whoever wrote it, you, you know, I don't want to say that's just irrelevant, but I just want to tell you the Holy Ghost inspired it. So really, really in one way, it doesn't matter whether it's John or Luke or Paul or Peter or Jude, whoever. The, the, the truth is it's all the inspired Word of God, and it's profitable. Somebody look to your neighbor and tell them it's profitable. It's prof profitable for doctrine, correction, reproof, instruction in righteousness that the man or the woman of God may be, may be made perfect and, and truly furnished unto all, somebody help me that last part, good works. So I want to say this, this thing is still supernatural. I, I, you you get up in the day, get up in the morning. There's a you know the Bible said that the 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 word the spirit of God quickens. It makes alive in Ephesians chapter two, and so don't ever underestimate the or or ever discount not underestimate I don't think, but discount the spiritual element that's involved in who we are as believers. There is the Holy Ghost here that we need to acknowledge here tonight. You know. You, you wouldn't have any trouble acknowledging if Jesus was in the natural man walking here beside you. You shouldn't have any trouble acknowledging that by faith the Holy Ghost is not only walking with you, He's walking in you, living in you and beside you. I, I want to tell you, when you pray, when you live, when you talk, when you converse, when you, when you communicate, when you fellowship, whatever you do, don't ever forget the Holy Ghost is right there. 
The Holy Ghost is right there. And listen, I, I just wanted to, to just bring out here tonight as we kind of move forward into the message this evening is that there is the, the, the affection that we have to set on the things that are above. And we can't look to the things that are, that are, that are temporal, but to the things that are eternal. That's where the Holy Ghost, uh, he, he, he moves us in eternal things. Uh, he moves us in the things that are uh, uh, of the that orient us and align us to the things of God. The natural man, let me just remind you, he cannot receive the things of God because they're spiritually, somebody help me now, they're spiritually discerned, aren't they? They have to come through this. And, and how will you say, well, I'm not that spiritual. You, you are. Don't underestimate that you are. And Jesus told Nicodemus that you can't even see this kingdom until you're born again. And if you've been born again, then the Holy Ghost is in that. And if you've been baptized in the Holy Ghost, you got filled up with the Spirit, and being full of the Holy Ghost means that now we're completely controlled by the Holy Ghost. Somebody said, what does it mean to be Spirit-filled? It means to be controlled by the Holy Ghost. Now, to be baptized in the Holy Ghost comes with the evidence of speaking in other tongues as the Spirit gives the utterance. Amen. If you hadn't been baptized in the Holy Ghost, get baptized in the Holy Ghost. Well, how do I get baptized in the Holy Ghost? Get hungry for the things of God. See, we're back to that spiritual side of things. You can walk in the natural and listen. We all, all, there's always going to be the natural side. You know, Paul said, I'll pray in the natural. I'll pray in the spirit. I'll sing in the natural. I'll sing in the spirit. But what Paul is saying, don't dis, discount the spiritual. Amen. I'll pray in the natural. I do pray in the natural. I prayed in the natural a while ago. But when I was praying up here this morning while y'all wasn't here, I was praying in the Holy Ghost. Sometimes I pray in the Holy Ghost when you are here. But what I'm telling you tonight, as we begin to move into what Isaiah is talking about here tonight, which is that spirit man, that spirit man. See, Paul wrote that the outward man may perish. He will perish. It's perishing every day. You're a little closer to dying today than you was yesterday. But the inward man, somebody say the inward man, because I want you to make a, I want you to see the distinction that the word of God here makes is that there is an outward man. That's that body you got there. That's the one that smells like onions back there. That's the one, but but there's the inward man. It don't smell like onions, it smells like the fresh anointing of the Holy Ghost. That inward man is what? He's renewed. And what is Isaiah talking about here? He's talking about renewing, renewing. Renewing, what's renewing means? Well, it means just what it implies, right? Ain't no fancy definition here. It means what once was new has kind of got a little stale. And it needs renewing. I don't know about y'all, you, you men here, let's just, let, but ladies, hold on, maybe you'll grab it too. Some of you will. But you know, once in a while, you, you know, you, you go out there and, keep up with the mileage on that automobile. You know, and I'm just one of them. I like to change oil every 3,000 miles, three, 4,000 miles. They tell you now you can go five and 10,000 miles. I just don't trust that. I'm old school, you know. But, here, you know, you pull that dipstick out of there and look at that oil. Well, she's all black and dirty looking, you know. And I say, well, she, need, she needs some fresh oil. 
fresh oil in that baby. And Brother Wes, I don't know what it is, but it seemed like every time I would get my oil changed, of course, you know, i got to get a new oil filter put on there, too, because you know what the purpose of an oil filter is, don't you? It's to collect all the trash that possibly could get through that oil into the engine because that engine is the prize jewel here, right? That's, that's, that's the pri- we got to take care of that old heart right there. You know, the Bible says to keep it with all diligence. <laughs> if we're out of it, are the issues of life. You got to make sure there ain't no junk. Get- so you got to make sure the old filter gets changed or, in our case, gets renewed on a day-to-day basis, right? And then when you stick that fresh oil in there, see, you know, is that freshness, a freshness, freshness. You know, I don't know. It just gives me a sense, hey, this thing even sounds better. Sounds like she's quiet now. Runs smoother. I don't know what it is but a fresh oil and David said I will be anointed you know what he said I will be anointed with fresh oil fresh oil fresh oil you know what's needed in your life and my life as we gather here tonight because let's just face it how many of you get bogged down from time to time with the cares of this life you know Jesus talked about the parable of the sower and one of, in, in one of the places it, it fell in a certain place and it said the cares of this life choke the word of God I tell you you got bills to pay kids to run after grandkids to tend to well you got this going on the economy we don't know what's happening gas keeps going up by the day lumber prices so high you can't build a doghouse anymore without costing an arm and a leg it looks like on every side the government is trying to get more involved in our private life and make our decisions for us it almost feels like you're going back to the days of Roman of Roman oppression like Jesus and the apostles lived in. And on a day-to-day basis, it's just one thing after another. I could tell you what the remedy is because sometimes it gets feeling like when you're, when you're trying to traverse in this kind of climate that, uh, that, that a little extra pressure gets put on the old spiritual walk, you know. And if you're not careful, you'll just revert, revert back to, well, you know, it just doesn't seem like anything's working. And what's, your, what's happening is you're going a little stagnant you're getting too you're going your focus is becoming too much on the things around you and what you need is a fresh oil change David said I'll be anointed with fresh oil my goodness there is a fresh reserve of God's spirit that he's just waiting to pour out on our lives why the prophet said hast thou not known have you not heard that the Lord the everlasting God the creator of the earth who you see you see The world can get between you, the cares of life, and the struggles, and the pressures, and the mandates, and the responsibilities. What else am I leaving off? Working ourselves to death all hours of the day and night. Who's got time? Who's got time? Who's got time? You know, you know, he, he, he's, he's making a statement here. 
Isaiah the prophet is telling the children, listen, the first 39 chapters of Isaiah deals with God's judgment against them because of their idolatry, their sin. Not only their sin, but the sins of the nations that, that have come against them, you know. But in Isaiah chapter 40 through 66, the whole thing changes from judgment to comfort. In fact, if you read Isaiah 40 verse 1, and it says, Comfort ye, comfort ye my people. You know what God wants to do? He wants to comfort you. He wants to comfort me. He is and he sent someone who's called the comforter. Can you hear what I'm telling you tonight? Amen. But the Bible says, the Bible teaches us that if we're not careful, we'll get so burdened down with the cares of this life. And the Bible says we got to lay aside every weight. And if you're not careful, even the sin which does so easily beset you. Beset you means to get you out of, out of the race, to get you sidetracked. And if the, if the devil can get you sidetracked, and you know how he does? He does uses things. Sometimes he uses people to get you sidetracked, Sister Mary. He does me. He does me. If I'm not careful, I can, I can allow things of less importance to become of more significant importance. And the things of greater importance become, you know, if I were to ask you this morning or this evening, and I won't, how much time did you spend with the Lord today or yesterday? For the day before, how much time did you spend worshiping God, talking to the Lord, casting all your cares upon Him because He cares for you? How many, how many times, just rehearsing His Word back to Him. I tried to pray this morning, Brother Mike, but all I could do is just pray, rehearse His Word back to Him, you know. I don't know, He just wanted to hear it, I guess. And He chose this old vessel, Sister Judy, to rehearse it back to Him. But you know, it wasn't for His benefit, but it was for my benefit. As I could hear the Word of God coming up out of me, it was telling me that there's a replenishing, there's a renewing, there's a refreshing, there's that all. Just got to get some of it, you know. I got to go in, take a, listen, they ain't going to come to me and say, hey, your car needs an oil change. No, I go seek them. I know where the oil's at. I know where the people are. Listen, God is saying, I am your source. Hast thou not known? Have you not heard? That's what he's saying. I'm your source. I'm your source. So God is calling to the church. And he's calling to us to be renewed. What's the glory of young people, young men? Their strength. But even the youths shall fail. What's he saying? The natural won't suffice. You've got to get in touch with some supernatural in your life. Amen. What's he saying? You know, I love fellowship with my brothers and sisters around here. Y'all the best. I love you. Amen. But you know, sometimes I got to get to the source. If I don't go to him, 
you know, I'm going, I love you, and I love to spend time with you, and sometimes I do draw strength from you. I do because of the Holy Ghost that's in you, right? And I would hope that in some ways, some, some measure, that that's reciprocal, you know. But, the, but, but if I don't get to him, you, you see, I'm just the branch. I, and you're a branch. And you're a branch. And you're a branch. But I ain't the vine. And you're not the vine. I'll tell you who the vine is. And that's what you got to do. You got to get connected and stay connected to the vine. Because the branch, everything the branch needs, the vine will supply. My Lord and Savior is the vine. And we are the branches. That's, that's so, I know it's so elementary. But it is, we need to be reminded of this on this Wednesday night. And so, this, we've come to this paradigm shift that God is saying, you know, you, you, you know, a lot of people have this frame of mind that God's just all about judgment. And then you got on the other spectrum, you know. God's just lovey, lovey, lovey. Somewhere in the middle of that, you'll find there's where God is. The, the God of this book. And God says, it's time. You know, God will deal with us. But you know, even Isaiah, uh, I mean, Psalms 103. You, you know, he said something in that I think is interesting. In Psalms 103, he says, he has not dealt with us after our sins. So what does that leave? If I were to ask you, what does that leave? Mercy and grace. Amen. That's exactly right. You know, for a while that would stump me because I come from the Old Testament. But you know, mercy's been around for a long time. How long has it been around? Ever since Adam and Eve and Adam and Eve, you know. And I got thinking about Adam and Eve the other day. And the Bible says, you know, they, they were in the garden. God put them in the garden. They were there. You know, they hanging out in Eden. Eden, you know, like, I mean, it doesn't get any better than Eden. We're in the utopia here. It's all good. No sin. Hallelujah. I know. That's just like... Wow, we can't imagine what heaven's going to be like. I can't imagine what living in a society where no sin has ever existed. That's un unconscionable to me, Sister Mandy. But, but that's Adam and Eve. That was their life. That was their life, you know. But the day that they sinned, you know, here comes God and says, Adam, where are you? You know, Adam had hid himself. Adam had hid himself. And, 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 and he said, Lord... We hid, he said, because we were naked. Now, wait a minute. I, I know I'm chasing a little bit of a fox right here, okay? But it, you know what God said? I never really paid much attention to this. Let me ask you something. When you got out of the bathtub this morning, did anybody have to tell you you was naked? Surely you don't take a bath with your clothes on. Who told you you was naked? And that never hit me before. Who told you you was naked? 
in a moment's time, all of the innocence, I can't even imagine what it must have been like for Adam and Eve being run around naked and not even know they were naked. I mean, you know, you could see somebody, a woman with a low-cut top on, and that just causes problems, much less running around naked, you know. Hello? Are you all okay? Still breathing? Huh? But Adam and Eve didn't even know they were naked. That's how pure and innocent and sinless their environment was. No animals was afraid of them. It was just like, Blows my mind. But the minute they disobeyed God, their eyes were open. They saw their nakedness. And here's the thing that you might, they become ashamed. Ashamed. Earl was talking about shame. That was the first encounter. They were ashamed. They saw each other in a whole different light. And they also saw God in a whole nother light. But God said, I've got a plan. That's what I'm trying to get back to. Is that mercy, that mercy. He knew that that day there was a spiritual death that had occurred between man and God. And the only way to fix that was to send his son into this world to renew and restore a, a, a spiritual death because when that second man Adam come out of that grave there was a spiritual connection hallelujah and when you believed on Jesus Christ the old man died and your spirit revived and now you're dead to sin and alive unto God. And so you got to keep that living relationship between you and God, which is a spiritual by faith relationship. I haven't seen him yet, but I believe. I know that he lives inside of me because there's a quickening inside of me, a spiritual quickening, a supernatural phenomenon that I cannot explain. I cannot see it, but I know it exists. I feel it down in my soul. I know, according to the Scripture, that I am his, that I am a son of God, and his spirit bears witness uh, that we are the sons and the daughters of almighty God hallelujah hallelujah oh, I like that his spirit bears witness I don't care what the Gnostic may, may say. I don't care the agnostic may say. I, I don't care what the atheist says. It, none of that matters to me because I know there is a witness. And the three bear witness, the Father, the Son, and the blood that bear witness that I am alive. I'm spiritually alive. I've been redeemed, hallelujah, by that blood. And his spirit, and his spirit, lives, dwells, abides. He walks with me and he talks with me and he you feel me? I said, do you feel me? And so when I feel my spiritual tank is getting low, and I feel like I'm getting a little weary. Huh? Look what it says. It 
talks about weakness. He says, he giveth power. I'm reading verse 29. He giveth power to the faint. And to them that have no might, he increaseth strength. Amen. Even the youths shall faint and be weary. Remember I said the glory of those young men is their strength. And he said, the young men shall utterly fall. Hey, well, you wait. Listen, sometimes weariness, disappointment, dissatisfaction, all these things that we sometimes have to just deal with, disappointments, letdowns, can, can weary the soul, weary the spirit, weary the mind. What are we going to do? You know, it's like, it's like Elisha's servant said, Oh, Master, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? You know, the whole Syrian army has been camped around. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? Elisha just prayed, Lord, open his eyes so he can see. And he looked around, and he, oh, he had another look. It's amazing. What a touch from God. To give you a whole new look on things. Listen, I've come into prayer before. Didn't know if I'd, 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 I'd ever preach again. I, I've come into prayer at times. Didn't know, didn't even want to, really didn't even want to go to prayer. Didn't even want to pray, Sister Judy. I want to be, it's real. This is real. This ain't TBN preaching tonight. This is real. Something in my soul, something in my spirit, crying out, you got to go, you got to go talk to God. You got to go talk to him. Sometimes I just drag myself in that way. Like old Brother Bobby said one time, you know, we just got to go. I'll never forget that. I mean, I, this, this is not a message on prayer, but don't ever disqualify prayer. And spending time with the Lord. See, you're, you, 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 can get, you can get weak. You know, the Bible says that uh, they that in, let's say, uh, I think the one I'm looking for, Lord. Uh, Shall not faint, but shall not fall. No, anyway, see, ain't coming. Ain't coming. Maybe it'll come later. But we got to press on, even feeling faint and weak. But men ought always to pray and not to faint. But in that prayer, and talking with God, and going to my source. Listen, I don't, I don't mean to sound uh, uh, disingenuous to anybody here tonight. Not at all. I don't. We're people of great love and compassion and patience, right? But I just want to be honest with you. Sometimes you can just wear your brother and sister out with your, with your problems and your weakness. Sometimes you just got to go to the source. 
You got to go to the source. You, you, if you have to crawl or whatever you got to do, you get to that source. See, you know, Thor took their brother, peeled the roof off, and got the one. One lady, she pressed through the crowd to get to him. I mean, just whatever you got to do to get there, get to the source. Remember, have you not heard? Have you not known the everlasting God who created the ends of the earth? That's the one. That's the one. And you know, till I've gotten there, gotten there, gotten there, and before you know it, before you know it, something's moving. The Holy Ghost is stirring. He's talking to you, see. He's elevating, you know. He's the lifter of your head. Remember Psalms 3 says he's the lifter of my head. Even when your enemies are, what you know, they're saying that you won't make it. You're going to, that's the end of you. And listen, th there are those, and certainly the, 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 the arch enemy of all of us, Satan himself, he's, he's betting on you're not going to make it. But if you'll just go to the source, if you'll just go to the source, I, I promise you, he won't let you fail. He won't let you fall. He didn't put you in this thing to fail you. He put you in this thing to pass you. He meant to strengthen you to temper you with his faith his mercy his strength and goodness hallelujah to make you amen more into his image and his likeness to bear his fruit to bear his image to bear his reflection in everything you do don't think Jesus for a minute didn't go through some times of struggle my goodness there were when he went into that garden there was a time of struggle until he prayed until his his sweat became as great drops of blood father if there's any other way let this cup but he did not sway to the left or to the right nevertheless not my will but your will be and that's what you got to do God I'm gonna if I have to crawl to that altar if I have to get down beside my bed every night of the week until I hear from heaven because I know that you're faithful I know that you will you will not let me God you you will not allow me to, to, to fall to the wayside here. I have that a prom I have that promise, I have that assurance. You said you'd never leave me. Get to that source. And then he said, they. You know why he said they that wait upon the Lord? Listen to me really good right here. Because not everybody's willing to do this right here. There's a specific they. They. Who, who is they? It's they that will wait upon the Lord. Because they that won't, they that just can't just get along with God. Remember I talked to you a few weeks ago. Jacob kind of had to just wrestle with God until he got what he needed. Amen. They that wait upon the Lord. They that wait upon the Lord. What did the psalmist say? Wait on the Lord and be of good courage and he will strengthen your heart. Wait on the Lord and be of good courage and he 
will strengthen your heart. Wait, I say wait, wait upon the Lord. God, we haven't got time to wait. We got to have it. We got to have it now. But that's not how it works. And that's why it says, they that wait upon the Lord, they that wait upon the Lord, they that will take the time, they that understand that it's I got to have God or nothing else in life even matters. They that will say, my babies, my grandbabies, my husband needs me to wait upon the Lord. I need to wait upon the Lord. There's a dead and dying world that needs you and me to wait upon the Lord. There's enough demonstration of weak and emaciated churches out there. We need some churches filled with the strength of God. If we wait upon the Lord, he said, he shall renew their strength. I don't know about you all. Most of my old vehicles, I've never owned a new one in my life. Kind of getting at that point where it's looking, looking highly unlikely that I ever will. But always when you put that fresh oil in there, my oil pressure always comes up high for a while. And kneel. Ooh, it just starts going down there. That bothers me. How many of you guys like the oil pressure to be up there? Yeah. You know, remember used to when we buy them cars, what's the oil pressure? Is hold good oil pressure? You know, you want to make sure it ain't bypassing, right? You was bypassing, blowing smoke out the muffler. We know she's probably burning it. I ain't no mechanic, but I know a little bit. <laughs> That's like a lot. T- <laughs> well, there's a lot of churches that hold a lot of smoke. <laughs> yeah. No compression. <laughs> Put a little load on her, brother, but she ain't going to pull very good. <laughs> pissed and swapping holes. <laughs> Anybody ever owned one of them? <laughs> clack, 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 clack. <laughs> so that's what we sound like. You know, it's Christians, you know. They're gone. That's about to get some fresh oil in there. Hey, man, we need an oil change, brother. Amen. Lord, let's go wait on you. Amen. The church, we need to wait on you. We need to renew that strength. Hallelujah. You know that strength? That strength. Anybody remember that strength? That spiritual strength? I could run through a leap over a wall, run through a troop. That kind of strength. That kind of strength. You know, kill kill a thousand Philistines with a jawbone of an ass. You know, that kind of strength. You know, 
know, just be like Paul. He's just looking for a devil to cast out. You know, that kind of strength uh, that when you walk into church, uh, my God, it's hallelujah. Amen. You can't hardly contain yourself. Uh, that kind of strength uh, that when somebody's sick, uh, my God, you're ready to pray for them. And something happens when you do. Uh, that kind of strength uh, that can see a lost man, uh, that woman that calls you to weep and cry. I'm talking about spiritual strength. Just, uh, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. Thank God for mercy for all those times I said I can't. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. I've tried, can't do it no more, can't do it no longer. I'm empty, ain't got nothing else to give. Get to the source. And until you're, and you stay there until your I can't become I can. I can do all things. I can. I can do all things. I can do all things through Christ. I can do all things through Christ. Which, somebody help me right there. Which what? Strengthens me. Strengthens me. I can't, I can't, I can't, and God ain't going to feel sorry for you. Amen. And a few other half-backslid Christians might, but the rest of them ain't going to. Amen. They're going to wonder what's the matter with you, just like I wonder sometimes what's the matter with me. Amen. The I can't, I can't, I can't has to change and become I can through Christ who strengthens me. My source, my Christ is my source, is my strength. He's my bread. He's my water. He's my spirit. He's every. He's my Holy Ghost baptizer. I want to tell you, He's my strength. He renews me. He renews me. He renews me. Though the outward man perishes, the inward man is renewed. 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 Day by day, they shall mount up. Mount up. Mount up. That did. That's the opposite of dismount. Mount up. Hey, it ain't time to dismount. It's time to mount up. Somebody shout, it's time to mount up. Hey, man, it ain't time to dismount. Mount up. The problem is you have dismounted. But now it's time to mount up. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. You know what the psalmist said? Or I think it's Solomon said in the Proverbs. He says something too, too wonderful for me to comprehend. He goes through all this, and he says, the way of an eagle in the air. The way of an eagle. He said, I can't even, that is just too wonderful for me. And I thought, well, no wonder, no wonder the prophet was urged by the Holy Ghost to use this metaphor to describe the life of a spiritually renewed believer. They're like an eagle, and it's just too wonderful to understand and comprehend how that you can soar on the winds, the undercurrents of the Holy Ghost. When everything else is pulling everybody else down, you're being lifted up by the undertones and undercurrents of the winds of the Holy Ghost, and you're soaring 
almost without effort as long as you will go to the source. That's just it's so majestic, so powerful. It, it, it reeks of power. It, it, I mean, I don't know, just, just the image I, I envision, I see in my mind's eye is that eagle. Thousands and thousands of feet in the air, soaring. And God says, yeah, that's the image I want to use. And I preach that just ain't me. I feel more like an old buzzard. But that's your own fault. God didn't call you to be a buzzard. He called you to be an eagle. And you can sit and scrounge around on old dead leftovers if you want to. But I'm going to go get me some fresh oil. I urge you to do the same. Get you some fresh oil. Get you some fresh bread. Amen. Get you some fresh water. Hallelujah. If the cistern you're drinking out's done got stagnant, get you another. Hallelujah. One that the Holy Ghost will stir up. One that comes and is issued from heaven itself. Hallelujah. Are you crazy, preacher? No, I'm not. I'm telling you what that book says. And it says you can be renewed and you can be renewed in your spirit. But don't you forget this thing's supernatural. It's still we're walking, walking it out day by day by faith. But that doesn't mean we can't walk in the spirit. That doesn't mean we can't pray in the Spirit and live in the Spirit and rejoice in the Spirit. That doesn't mean that we can't be the, the eagle that soars, amen, with the power of the Holy Ghost elevating us in a world that wants to pull you down. But God says the world is not your source and the, and the world can't take away what I'm giving you if you'll just come to me, come to that source. They, they, they. What does it imply? They. It implies you got a choice. You got a choice. You can wait on the Lord, or you just go right on here. Work ten hours a day. Got to eat three hours a day. Sleep eight hours a day. Ball game seven hours a day. Six days a week. I ain't, I'm just telling you, at some point in time, if you're going to soar, you're going to have to spend some time with the Lord. You say, well, I'm going to have to cut out something. Exactly. Exactly. I think one day, say, thank you for not getting upset at me. But one day we will. We will stand before Almighty God. I think what we're going to be most ashamed of is how much time we wasted, how much of our life we literally just wasted on things that didn't matter and amount. In fact, they were the very things that stood in the way. They become the weights and the sins that beset us on this journey.
I don't think there's anything else I can say. Chris, you want to come up and get Paul, maybe? Levi, I don't know, whoever, somebody. Doing music. You know what? One of the interesting, interesting things to note about when we move from chapter thirty-nine to chapter forty is that God is saying to the children of Israel from Jerusalem. And he's saying it to us here tonight. You can live under the sin and under the judgment if you want to. But God's saying, I'm ready to move on. And if you're here tonight, you can live in yesterday's disappointments and today's struggles and last week's heartaches if you want to. Or God's here to tell you tonight, I'm ready to move on. I want to renew your strength, your passion, your deep spiritual longings that you think of and dream of at times at night when you're laying on your pillow into the stillness of night. So I, I, I just extend this call tonight to us all.